0: welcome to the true blue la podcast i'm jacob birch Wel- welcome back i i we have been gone for a couple of weeks i had um some family business to take care of family emergency business to take care of uh all taken care of uh, and we're back to our our weekly weekly thing Has has have i missed much
1: i mean yeah like you know we uh we'll get we'll get into it uh <laughs> but yeah there's uh we'll, we'll sort of sort of an overview of what happened in April. Uh, we're recording this on May 4th, so we got a good three weeks into the season. Um, have an idea of where things are going, and uh, certain news happened, and we'll uh, we'll talk about that uh, news pretty soon.
0: Still, because Eric had time to prepare, we definitely have a Dodgers rewind. Uh, Craig has been itching this into five questions, so those are ready to go, and we'll talk about all of that after this.
2: Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue
1: Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going
0: to
2: BlueNile.com.
0: That's BlueNile.com. I've mentioned this before. Uh, so part of the thing, stuff I had to deal with um, meant I was in L.A. for a little bit. Of course, during a road trip. So I, I did not uh, get to see a game I probably would not have had time to, even if, even if uh, they were in town. Uh, but the funny thing is, as someone who does not own cable, and I was not uh, at a house with cable, uh, I watched the Dodgers less while I was in LA because I was blocked out from my MLB TV uh, subscription. So a lot, of, a lot of radio, a lot of radio, a lot of Tim Neverett joining me uh, in my in my ears.
1: Very nice. Yeah, it, yeah. He's a it's a good broadcast, and I think if I remember right, um, I don't remember how many games it was but like uh jose moda was there, on there for as an analyst for at least a couple games um recently yeah he's it was been, like sort after, of I, got back, after and, I got back after i got back so it
0: was just just uh tim and Rick Mone, uh while i was, while I was listening
1: moda's like role is he's doing a lot of spanish broadcast and also uh occasional on english broadcast on the radio so it's it's a nice little um sort of dual role for him
0: so for close to uh, uh, almost a year at this point, the sort of news from from MLB's investigation side of Bauer has been, "We're going to just kick this can down the road for kind of as long as we can," uh, and that's not the case anymore.
1: Right. So uh, yeah. So Trevor Bauer, uh, he was uh, placed on administrative leave last July second. Um, and I believe, so the general rule, like, it, it administrative leave is generally, depending, it's it's agreed to by the, the players' union and the league. And it's, like, either 14 days or seven days at a time, and they just keep extending it as needed. Um, and then I think they extended it, I, I didn't get the exact total, but I think they extended it 13 different times, to where it's like all right like it's it was just like this sort of constant looming thing it's weird because um well I'll get into it like a little bit at the end but like so a lot of stuff gets brought up because because the the team during the uh, like investigation teams can't really say anything about it because they don't want to like I guess influence the negotiation, or like say what they're really—they don't want to say anything that could be like used against them legally. I think, or or like come back to cost them basically. Um, but yeah, so that's just been sort of looming, even though Trevor Bauer himself, since July, has really not been there physically. But like, it's only and but it's weird because it's—I don't think it was like hang, necessarily hanging over so much. Only in that. It occasionally got asked by, you know, reporters about like, you know, what about this, and and it was always like we can't we don't we can't really comment like it's not we're just sort of focused on the guys here that kind of a thing. So that that's sort of the the backdrop of all this. But uh, so on a Friday afternoon, um, the sort of prime um, news dump time for like uh, major corporations, um, Major League Baseball. Uh, did suspend Trevor Bauer. Uh, and I will admit, I, I was shocked at the the length. Uh, he got 324 games, the equivalent of two years, uh, suspended uh, per the uh, domestic violence the sexual assault policy uh, for the league, which is uh, collectively bargained through the players and the uh, owners. Um, I did not expect that. Like, um, I think, I think what would, I had kind yeah,
0: of expected was... Whether or not time, backdated time or not, served. yeah, uh, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, whether or not they counted time served, and it, it was one thing we found because this is the first situation where a player did not either um, negotiate uh, to an agreement or just accept the suspension outright. Um, is because previously time served has been a part of it, and that's apparently part of the negotiation process. Because um, it is not time served here, but I I figured it would. I was expecting it to go to the end of this year. Um, especially, you know, when we knew there were two uh, accusers, that was my expectation. So the fact that it was two years, um, you know, more than just this season and next season definitely uh, shocked as well.
1: Yeah. So you, 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 sort of touched on it, but there, there's some, there's like a number of reasons why Bauer's case is different than like the basically like seven year history of the other suspensions in this program. Um, the previous longest uh, suspension uh, was 162 games, one full year. Last year for Sam Dyson, a reliever, um, there's been 15 players, major league players suspended uh, since 2015 when they started the policy. They averaged just over 55 games uh, for suspension, and I think, uh, I don't have it in front of me, I think it was, there were five uh, at like 75 games and up, Um So Bauer, you know, doubled the longest, but, um, so he's also the only, Bauer's the only one of 16 of those 16 suspended players to have more than one accuser. Uh, he has the San Diego uh, woman who uh, was the subject of the restraining order last year, which caused him to go on administrative leave and start the investigation. Um, that restraining order was denied. Uh, the, Los Angeles uh, County uh, District Attorney declined to press charges, saying they couldn't, didn't have enough evidence to prove uh, beyond a reasonable doubt that a crime was committed. Um, And so, and then Bauer, uh, on April 25th, uh, he turned around and he is suing um, his, that accuser uh, for defamation along with one of her lawyers as well. He's also suing a couple media outlets, The Athletic and Deadspin, and specifically naming Molly Knight separately in the um, athletic uh, lawsuit. Um, so, but uh, speaking of other accusers, so uh, back in August, the Washington Post reported there was a another woman in Ohio in, I believe, 2020, uh, His uh, when he was with the Reds winning the Cy Young um he, he uh, she sought a restraining order. Also, uh, that restraining order ultimately was denied. Um, but, uh, but more accusations from her, and then um, after the suspension or as the suspension sort of came out on Friday, another Washington Post report said another woman in, in Ohio, this one in Columbus, who started uh, in a relationship with Bauer in uh, when he was with uh, AAA and with Cleveland uh, in in Columbus. Um, Also accused him of sexual assault. He, Bauer, um, had issued like a long, I think it was like four tweets, notes app. His, his representatives also emailed this just sort of detailing, you know, his side of it. And obviously he's, he's sort of, um, you know, denying everything, which is sort of that, that's what he's been doing. And, um, so that was reported. So he has three accusers, all of them cooperated with major league baseball, uh, on this, so that you you can see why that sort of informed uh, their decision. Um, I will link also um, uh, Michael Elizondo. We we planned uh, we were going to have him on because he he's sort of our um, unofficial travel correspondent at True LA. Uh, he uh, he went to a bunch of games last year all over the country. He went to the um, two games in Minnesota earlier this year, including uh, Kershaw seven perfect innings we'll have him on at some point to talk about that and his other trips. But by day, he's a lawyer and he sort of uh, wrote out uh, this long piece sort of uh, going over like um, just the, the legal situation uh, Bauer was in before the suspension came out and explaining uh, all of this and what, what was sort of, um, you know, what it means like, you know, he wasn't um, charged with a crime, but also that's, that's not the burden of proof for Major League Baseball in this. There's specific definitions of sexual assault um, and domestic violence. uh, And, you know, whether you meet those or not, it's, it's, um, these are definitions like that were, again, collectively bargained agreed to by the players in the league. And I think that's what they're going off of rather than like, you know, it's not, it's not the same as a criminal burden of proof. So there's differences here. I'll link to that. Um, And you mentioned also, so Bauer is the only one, under this policy to, to fight uh, the suspension. He, he, he didn't come to an agreement. So not only is it 324 games for two years, it's not, he already missed 111 games before the suspension uh, on administrative leave, paid administrative leave. Um, and usually in that case, when you sort of come to an agreement on the suspension, uh, usually the, the previous time missed, is counted as time served, and you just you know finish out the rest. But his uh, suspension started last Friday, so uh, it'll that'll end up being what 435 games plus I guess whatever the Dodgers play in the postseason uh, this year and next. Um, so that makes it even longer. Um, he is appealing uh, the suspension, um, so we'll see how that goes. I would imagine it, that would. I think um, I think ESPN reported, or I can't remember if it was ESPN or Bill Shaken at the LA Times saying Bauer wanted like an expedited thing. I think they have to do it within forty-five days. It's an arbitration panel. Uh, it's three people, but it's essentially one person that makes the decision because it's there's one person appointed by the league, one person appointed by the players' union, and then one independent arbiter. So uh, you just sort of have to convince them. Uh, you know, to make decisions. So that, that's sort of where we're at. Um, so it, it's this like weird thing. So we're, again, we're going to, we're planning once like the appeal is done. Cause it's not well, two years, right. That takes him through the end of his Dodgers contract. So in theory, like his Dodger days are over, but it's not like official yet because it's not there. He's obviously appealing the suspension and you don't, don't really know. Um, so we're still kind of in the same boat that we have been, although this is a very significant development in, in sort of expediting that um, sort of break. Um, once the appeal happens and it's, and it's over, we, we sort of we plan to do a, a larger reaction post. We're going to bring some people on. We have not um, uh, organized that just yet, but we plan to do that. So look for that in the next like, couple months once this does get resolved. I will say this. So the Dodgers, um, one of the things I was sort of critical about them, like like I I just wanted them to do like the bare minimum and say like we like literally we don't condone domestic violence. You're not even saying like um, or sexual assault and all this. Like they're not even saying like Bauer did it, right? You don't have to say that in the statement and all this. Or and I don't expect them to, but they so they finally did that in their like statement on Friday. But at the same time. Like, oh, and we also, we can't really comment because it's um, ongoing still. Um, Dave Roberts was asked about it Friday and sort of said the same thing, uh, sort of focusing on what we can focus on. We can't really say anything while it's ongoing. So you're not really getting much out of them officially. And it's, like I said, it's basically limiting their liability because, so Bauer's contract, uh, they already paid him about, I think, $3.5 this year he gets 32 million this year 32 million next year so they would be like off the hook for about 60 million um and you know if he's suspended that they just don't have to pay that and if but if he's like if he appeals and then he still has you know let's say they shorten it or whatever like like you mentioned let's say they shorten it to, through the end of this year so they he would still have a year left on his contract then the dodgers would have to make a decision do they just decide to cut bait and release him uh and then they would probably at that point they would make a statement you know or whatever if that's their choice but then they'd be on the hook for paying him 32 million so i think what they're doing by just not really saying much is sort of waiting to see what his situation is before they sort of like fully comment because if they come out and say now like because technically under the policy they're not allowed to punish power although just releasing him and eating the money would not be punishing it's like they also i don't think want to pay that money so like they're just going to wait till the process plays out so it's very it's like it can be frustrating when you know they're not like you know taking a stand or whatever but the reason is they just don't want to pay that money if they don't have to so that's why they're waiting as frustrating as it could be um so like functionally we're all like in the same place as we've been except that you know, Bauer's, Bauer's out of sight, out of mind Like he has been since, like, July, basically But while he's not officially Gone This is at least, like, one sort of major Step closer, so that's where we're at And, um, yeah, so, like <laughs> This is always weird, because there's never There's never, like, a good uh, Transition into going back into, like, actual Like, you know, Dodgers news And baseball and stuff, but That's sort of where we're at uh, Bauer suspended for two years, we'll figure out um, I guess we'll find out uh, about his appeal in the next like two months. Uh, and then we'll get like a final resolution to all this, at least, at least on the Dodger chapter of his, uh, his career. So we'll, we'll, we'll and, see what's yeah. happening. And l- as you
0: mentioned, we've, you know, we've talked about Bauer, um, in our, since the signing, uh, that neither of you are, neither you or I were fans of the signing, and then obviously we both uh, have uh, been clear that we don't want them on the team for a variety of reasons. We don't need to belabor that point, I think. But we also think it's important when we do do this uh, more reactionary episode, once we have a clear picture that we have voices uh, that aren't ours, specifically voices that aren't male, uh, to, to get their perspective as, because, you know, uh, I know you are you're a prof- you're a professional in this, but I'm a fan, right? I'm a Dodgers fan. I think it's important to get the voice of the fans on this podcast, and in this case, someone that's not me, someone that's not you. Um, so yeah. hopefully, a multitude of voices, uh, and we can weigh on it at that point.
1: Yeah. Well said. Baseball. Yeah. Um, and and like not, I mean, we have baseball, and it's you know, teams are like ostensibly scoring runs, just not like at the rate that they're used to, I guess, uh, this this year. So, I, I you. You mentioned not you've just been sort of you were listening to games when you were out here, but you've been watching when you're home, right? Like Yeah, and I watched uh, yeah,
0: now that I've been home and I watched yesterday and yesterday's game was a really clear example of what you're what you're getting at. Um this is this is some dead ball era stuff, man.
1: There's yeah, so <laughs> there's been a couple I I wanna say like like three different times I think Dave Roberts has been like on camera caught on Sports in LA, saying in the dugout, "Are you shitting me?" <laughs> like basically, that, that like a uh, a fly ball didn't uh, leave the ballpark, uh, and like I think there were two last night uh, by the Dodgers alone. Yeah, Muncie uh,
0: had one, and then Bellinger, which caused Joe Davis to uh, is, what? Is give like, me a break! Give me a break! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and like <laughs> that was it was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, and and so, it, and like he, uh, you know, again, credit to Dave. It wasn't just that, you know, it wasn't a whole run. It was like at the start of the warning track. It wasn't like it was. It's just like how how is it yeah. dropping like that?
1: There was, uh, I think, Mauricio Dubon was in center field, and after like the, on the giant, one of the Giants recaps uh, interviewed him, and he said it. It looked like it hit something, hit a wall, and just dropped <laughs> like the, he was, Everyone thought that was gone. It was just crazy. Um, so basically, like the. Um, the, the real, um, frustrating part about all this is not like, like, I honestly don't mind that home runs are down. Like it's fine. Like to me, (laughs) but it's this weird combo of like, um, the, okay. So home runs are down, but also strikeout rates are really high. They're a little bit down, but like it's this weird. So you have this weird thing where. It's still very hard to string together hits, and then the home runs aren't coming like they were. So like right, the the, that, the, the yeah.
0: ostensibly the idea is that base major league baseball wants to cut down on with called true three, <clears throat> true yeah. three outcome baseball strikeout walk home run, but the problem is especially you know the shift is still alive and well. Uh, So that, that hasn't changed communication with the players that the, what they're doing with the ball and what they expect it to do has been terrible. So, you know, you would expect, oh, we're going to fundamentally change the ball. You should, you know, here's a year warning to maybe change your, your approaches that, that hasn't been happening and yeah, because so, of that, so it's still true three outcome. It's just strikeouts and walks. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly.
1: So they, they, they just took away one, one of the outcomes, and then but the other stuff is still two there. Two so true I, outcome baseball. Yeah, it's, it hasn't, like, increased balls in play, although I guess it technically has because yeah. <laughs> the, the balls that don't go out of the park are technically in play. But, yeah. Um, so last year, Bradford William Davis at, at The Insider um, reported that uh, uh, Major League Baseball used two different baseballs. And uh, with, with some help from Dr. Meredith Wills, whose research has been like seminal in, in the last few years about just the craziness of the ball and the inconsistencies. Um, and the, the thing that's frustrating is that MLB owns Rawlings, who manufactures the baseball. And yet every year they're like, well, I, I just don't know what's wrong with the baseball. I wish we can get to the bottom of this, but like, we just, <laughs> it's really hard. And so they've been like, not forthcoming and i think that's like that goes back to like the labor negotiations and just this massive like distrust between the union and the um, and the league and it's like they just want like transparency basically and it's very hard to come by so uh research by uh, rob arthur at baseball prospectus said the the drag is uh higher uh this year i think i wrote it wrong in our in our notes but um that's uh, causing uh, baseballs to not go as far um, Ken Rosenthal and Eno Saris at The Athletic uh, reported that Major League Baseball uh, said this year there is only one baseball use. It's the the one af- they use after the 2021 change. So they, they've only used that one baseball this year. But it's, again, distrust among sort of the league about whether that's true or not. And But the, the very clear thing is that the ball is deadened. And um, so the numbers right now through uh, May 3rd uh, baseball is averaging 4.04 runs per game. That's very low. That would be the lowest since 1981. Although they got pretty close to that in 2014 uh, at 4.07 runs. Um, the league, and then the other thing that sort of makes this hard is that, again, you mentioned the shift is still active and, and, and um, strikeouts are up. So batting average is, uh, across the league is 232, um, <laughs> Which would be the lowest ever? The year of the pitcher in nineteen sixty eight was two thirty seven to give you an idea. Um, home runs this year are down to zero point nine zero per game. That's the lowest since two thousand fourteen. We've seen an explosion since then. So again, I'm not really that war- like mad at like home runs b- not being down, and but it's just like c- coupled with all the other stuff makes this very weird. So that said, so with the-, the Dodgers like on offense, they're like doing well in a relative sense, even if it doesn't always seem like it like they're averaging 4.77 runs per game which is like down from their last few years with or without the dh but that's still third in in the majors so like they're still good but like if you look at their stats right um austin barnes is slugging 526 because he has those two early home runs but he's, he's only had 21 plate appearances so he's the only dodger with a slugging percentage over 464 so uh they're just it's not really hitting like mookie Betts, right He's hitting 232, 344, 366. But in this environment, that's a 116 WRC plus. So like, it's weird. Um, strangely, even though Mookie has, he's only hitting 232, he, he's getting on base 344, but being the lead off hitter uh, on this team, he does lead the majors with 21 runs scored in the, in the 22 games. So it, it's kind of this funny little thing so far. Um, in this environment, um, no matter how you sort of account for it, Dodgers pitching has been excellent, uh, so far. They're averaging, or they're allowing just 2.55 runs per game. That's by far tops in the majors. Uh, they beat the Giants last night 3-1. to They've allowed 0-2 to two runs in half of their games. Um, they've used, uh, 19 different pitchers this year. Now, um... That doesn't include – so Andre Jackson was up active for five days and didn't pitch. Carson Fulmer, who was uh, picked in the minor league Rule 5 draft last uh, December, and then uh, not on the 40-man, but he was a non-roster guy in spring. They called him up uh, for two days uh, over the weekend and then designated him for assignment because baseball is weird. So they've they've had 21 pitchers active at some point, but they've only used 19 of them. Mm Um, Blake Trinan uh, is dealing with the shoulder thing. Andrew Haney is dealing with the shoulder thing. Neither of them are particularly close to returning. So like even without um, them, they, they've still done really well. Only three of those 19 pitchers who have pitched have an ERA above 360. Uh, so Garrett Clevenger, he's at 540, but he's only pitched twice and they were in blowouts. Evan Phillips has a 5 ERA, but his like peripheral numbers are great. He struck out a lot of uh batters, great slider, two twenty-three Fip in his nine innings, and then Mitch White, uh, uh basically mop-up long relief guy. He's at four fifty, and he's currently on the COVID injured list. So um just been really weird. So uh I a couple of the highlights in the last couple of weeks since we last recorded. Um Walker Bueller pitched his first career shutout uh in Arizona. Last week alone he had 15 uh or 14 scoreless innings. Um And uh, Clayton Kershaw on Saturday against the Tigers became the Dodgers' all-time strikeout leader. Uh, He's up to 2,700 strikeouts and counting. Uh, The Dodgers put out a sort of congratulations video with a bunch of um, uh, people in it, Uh, and then uh, it ended with Vin Scully uh, talking about the letter K and Koufax and Kershaw, and then he said, Congratulations, Mr. K, to Kershaw. I thought that was really cool. So related to uh, Clayton Kershaw... uh, He struck out 863 different batters in his career. The last uh, person to add to that list was Spencer Torkelson, who uh, was the record-setting 2,697th strikeout for Kershaw. Which batter in Kershaw's careers he struck out the most?
0: I will answer this after that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nice
0: Which batter has Clayton Kershaw struck out the most? I think I know this. That's very say, rare. You,
1: you were very happy when you saw this question. A uh, lot
0: of times, I have strong guesses, but I believe this was. I believe uh, this was brought up in the Dodgers broadcast. I think it's Brandon Belt.
1: Yeah, um, you're right. So Brandon Belt, thirty strikeouts in sixty-seven plate appearances, oh, four four for sixty-two with a double. That's insane. Um, and so no nobody else, He it's eight more than anyone else. There's only three others. I was going to ask you, I was going to word this the other way, uh, and there's only four with 20 strikeouts. So do, do you want to take a guess at who the other three with, with 20 are? Um, it's 20, 21, and 22 is the...
0: Yeah. Uh, Crawford? Go, go down that. Yeah. His, you know, his uh dominance um, Cro- of the giants Crawford's, is known.
1: Crawford is four, has 14 strikeouts.
0: Okay, uh, now I'll pass <laughs> my head. So hurts. I'll, just,
1: I'll just tell you. So Carlos Gonzalez, uh, 22 Would strikeouts not have guessed that. 50 plate appearances. Paul Goldschmidt, 21 strikeouts in 62.
0: You know, you at some point you have to go with volume. So his name was like kind of floating up in there, but I'm like, it's still Paul Goldschmidt. I'm not gonna guess it.
1: Yeah. And then Hunter Pence, um, uh, twenty strikeouts, I, but also ninety-two plate appearances. So if you're if you're going by volume, yeah. no, uh, I, I but, think, I, yeah,
0: I probably would have. My brain probably would have stuck with current active players a little bit too long for me to maybe get to Hunter Pence, but that makes total sense.
1: Um, I believe I I don't have this properly sorted uh, in this link here, but um, Hunter Pence I think has the second most plate appearances against Kershaw, and the first is Buster Posey at 120, and he's he has 19 strikeouts in that uh, time. So, yeah. yeah turns po- out Clayton Kershaw is pretty good. <laughs> yeah,
0: Posey was the same thing with Goldschmidt for me. I'm like, yeah, I could, but I'm not yeah. going to look yeah, silly. It's, it's doing a that. sheer
1: volume volume thing there.
0: Hey, you got a Dodgers Rewind for us?
1: I do. Um, so, in, in looking up Dodgers, the history of like the Dodgers um, strikeout record, um, I was trying to figure out... like who had the first Dodgers strikeout record and the problem is there's no real game logs from like like proper game logs from like the 19th century so it's it's hard um their first season in the National League is what the team recognizes in 1890 but they were also a team uh, going back to 1884 when they were the Brooklyn Brooklyn Atlantics in the uh, American Association so That year, uh, Adonis Terry was like their. uh, He was only nineteen, but he ended up. um, He had. They only used three like real pitchers that year, just because it's sure it's the nineteenth century, and um, he struck out two hundred and thirty. The rest of the team only struck out one forty-eight total. So at some point uh, in that year, Adonis Terry became the Dodgers' all-time strikeout leader. You know, it was their first year. However, in their first game, thanks to Retro Sheet, um, Sam Kimber uh, started, and uh, they don't. I don't have the box score for that game, but Baseball Reference says uh, 41 starts for Sam Kimber that year, 41 complete games. So he was the only pitcher in game one, um, and he averaged about three strikeouts a game. I don't know if he struck out anyone on May first, 1884. He probably did. So he's probably the Dodgers' first uh, all time strikeout leader, but at some point, probably soon in uh, that year, Adonis Terry passed him. Um, and then he sort of, he held that record until, um, uh, 1915 and, uh, Knapp Rucker, uh, broke it. Nap Rucker, we talked about in December, 2019 as of Dodgers rewind episode, 1934. I will link to that in the show notes. Um, so it it was funny looking back at that 1884 season. So Brooklyn only used three actual pitchers. They also had, uh, their shortstop, uh, Billy gear, uh, pitch twice in relief. And then a catcher named Jack Corcoran, he pitched once in relief. So, you know, you look at now, like, like I just said, the Dodgers used 19 different pitchers in April and like 1884 Dodgers, or I guess Brooklyn Atlantics, they used five pitchers all year. So that's, that's pretty fun. Um, uh, Adonis Terry pitched for the Dodgers for eight years through 1891. That covered their first two years in the National League. He ended uh, his Dodger career with 1,200 strikeouts. Um, and then he also, uh, because you know baseball is a different game back then, he played 207 games in the outfield across those years. He also played a little bit at short, 15 games, 13 games at first, and one time at third base. He had a 92 OPS plus in his uh, time with Brooklyn, he was really good um, in their like last year in the American Association and first year in the National League, 1889 and 90. He had a 125 OPS plus over those two years, and he had uh, 1.4 war as a hitter in each of those years. In 1890, uh, again, their first year in the National League, he totaled 6.3 war. He had a 294 ERA, which was 119 uh, ERA plus in 370 innings, plus the aforementioned above average hitting. So... Sort of like Shohei before Shohei, I guess in a way. But uh, yeah, uh, not well, not quite MVP level. But uh, you know what I'm <laughs> kidding. But um, so my, one of my favorite things. So um, uh, Adonis Terry, he pitched only eight years for the Dodgers. He's still eighth on the franchise leaderboard in innings pitched at 2376. <laughs> uh, he in eight, in 1884 again, 19 years old, 476 innings. Um, uh, he <laughs> so. Uh, it's the second most in any season. The next year, they had a guy named Henry Porter pitched 481 and two-thirds innings. Um, in his time with the Dodgers, he had a 342 ERA, which was just above league average, slightly 102 ERA plus. Um, they were good in a couple of his years. So that last year in in uh, the American Association, they won the pennant. Now, there wasn't like a, a World Series back then, but they did do a postseason exhibition like... The National League uh, pennant winner and the American Association pennant winner would play, and the the just so happened the Dodgers and Giants uh, played that year, uh, and then the Giants uh, won six games to three. Uh, Terry started five of the nine games, had a 6.08 ERA, and was two and three in that series. Um, in 1890, he won 26 games during the season in Brooklyn's first year in the National League. They won the pennant. Um, they played the American Association champ Louisville Colonels in the postseason. And that one, because it was an exhibition, finished in a tie. And they played seven games, so one of the games was a literal tie. I'm assuming it was stopped because of darkness. but um, So 3-3-1 three, three and one in that series. Terry had a 360 ERA in his three games, including pitching in the tie. Um, he pitched two no-hitters, although um, they neither are recognized, I think, by the Dodgers because they didn't happen in the National League. Uh, but one was in 1886 against St. Louis Browns and another in 1888 against Louisville. Uh, another sort of favorite thing about Terry here. Uh, he also umpired during his playing days occasionally. <laughs> um, he totaled 10 games as an umpire while, uh, while he was an active player, seven of those behind the plate. This is all per retro sheet. And then in 1900, after he was done playing, he umped in 39 games that year and then, uh, Two more the next year, and then all of those were behind the plate because there was a, a time when it was either only one umpire or um, like maybe two. I think he was the first base umpire in the in while he was while he was playing um, three times uh, with, with another guy at home. But my favorite part so he's 19, right? Uh, and he, he pitched those 476 innings, but also like he umpired twice that year. Can you imagine, like, a, just a 19 year old? Hey, kid, get behind, <laughs> get behind the plate. We need you. We need you to call this game. So, uh, and sadly, um, well, sadly, he died in 1915 of pneumonia. But also sadly, his his real name was not Adonis. Uh, it was William. I'm not. I can't. Couldn't find exactly why he was called Adonis. I'm. I'm. You know, could probably guess why. But like, um, yeah, that's uh, that's Adonis Terry.
0: You have a, a trivia question about Adonis. I'm used to this. I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was, I was like, "Ooh, I'm going to get off the hook. This is great." Yep. I got the. I knew the one trivia question. Yeah, all right, right, fine.
1: I wanted, yeah. So Adonis Terry again, uh, all those innings. He started 275 games in his eight years for Brooklyn. How many of those did he complete? huh.
0: I know this too. No, no, I don't. <laughs> uh, I, I uh, all these. Uh, old Haas era, <laughs> like, right. you, you know, because you know, oh yeah, they oh, they usually finish the game, but what does that mean? Is that ninety five percent of the time? Is that eighty percent of the I time? I will tell you, yeah,
1: he did not complete all two hundred and seventy. Oh, thank games. you, thanks, that's, that's thanks, pal.
0: Uh, great, great hint. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, give you
1: another hint. He's second all time in Dodgers complete games.
0: Yeah, uh, that's okay. I'm going to guess two hundred and fifteen.
1: Oh man, okay. So you, if we're if we're, this is a Price Is Right game, you got two of the numbers right. <laughs> uh, so it, it's two hundred and fifty five. Okay, so I'm okay with that. 20, 20 times he started and didn't finish. He failed in those twenty games. <laughs> but uh, and our our friend Dazzy Vance is third with two thirteen. Brickyard Kennedy, another nineteenth century guy, two hundred and eighty. <laughs> with that name, uh, really? <laughs> yeah. What a right. And his, oh man, his his given name is also William. (laughs) Just like, maybe that's what it was. There were so many guys named William and they're like, you know what? You're Adonis, you're Brickyard. Uh, I'm looking up here. So with Brooklyn, okay, so Brickyard started 333 games. So he failed 53 times. (laughs) It's just sad.
0: All right. Well, I've been gone and I've been looking forward to this because it's time for...
1: Questions from Craig
0: Five-ish questions from a friend of the show, Craig Manami. You ready?
1: I am. Time for time for me to, to eat some yeah, trivia. Okay, it's
0: the we as as has become tradition, we're leading off with trivia questions for Eric. As you likely discussed earlier, Clayton Kershaw became the Dodgers franchise leader in strikeouts. So today, let's have some questions about the pitcher he surpassed, Hall of Famer Don Sutton. In Don Sutton's long career, he faced a lot of fellow Hall of Fame players. Can Eric name the six Hall of Fame players that Sutton struck out at least twenty-three times? And I have hints if you need them.
1: Oh man! Okay, so so Sutton started in nineteen sixty-six. Um, all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start. I'll start with. Um, Frank Robinson,
0: Nope. not even uh, on my. I yeah. have I I have I, in front of me um, at I, least ten. I, I actually on forgot on that list. he
1: he was on the Orioles and like yeah I, I botched that one. My bad. Oh. Um, so uh, I'm going to go with Willie Stargell.
0: Uh, thirty times.
1: Um, so my my hang up here is uh, you know what? I'm, I'll go with um, okay. Uh, Johnny Bench.
0: Uh, Johnny Bench. J- um, uh, da, 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 what was our cutoff? Tree? Yes, uh, 23. He is the cutoff.
1: Um, so my hang up here was how how many strikeouts did um, Hank Aaron get through 74 and Willie Mays through 73? So I, bec- I'm going to go with Willie Mays. I'm going to go with both. Willie Mays and Hank Aaron just to do it.
0: Willie Mays 11, uh, Um. Henry Aaron 15.
1: Yeah. Sorry. So that that was a tough one. Um,
0: um, one hint because you kind of touched on it. Um, Craig says all six most likely faced Sutton from the sixties to the early eighties.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm in this weird. Okay. So oh, what about um, uh, Willie McCovey?
0: Thirty-eight times, tied for the lead.
1: Yeah. I'm 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 in this okay then um what about billy williams
0: uh no not on my list all right
1: um yeah i'm i for some reason i have this weird oh um well, pete rose (laughs) i forgot uh
0: nope not on the list really yeah um
1: so i i have i have this weird blind spot where i'm having it i'm having trouble figuring out like those those players, but um, so 60s to the 80s. Your last um, hint
0: is three were a part of a big part of a Dodgers rivalry.
1: <laughs> okay, um, so I Joe Morgan,
0: Joe Morgan, twenty five times.
1: Um, wow. Oh, I guess, yeah. Tony Perez.
0: 38 times tied with uh, McCovey. So you're just missing uh, one name.
1: All right. And this is stupid. Um, rival, rival, rival. Um, yeah, I'm tapping out. I don't well, know. I think
0: you got the three rival players. I assume he's going with the Reds rivalry and yeah. you got uh, all three there uh, Lou Brock.
1: Ah, all right. Nice.
0: Uh, Sutton is all-time Dodger leader with 533 games started. Kershaw ranks third with 348. Sutton had 15 straight seasons of 20 or more starts, and Kershaw currently has 13 seasons with 20 plus starts. Can Eric name the eight LA Dodger pitchers? LA Dodger pitchers who have at mm. least eight seasons with 20 plus starts. Hint: Only one barely pitched in the Jacob era. Besides Kershaw.
1: Um. So. Um, I like Don how instead
0: Drys- of saying the wild card error, we just say the Jacober. I appreciate it.
1: I Yeah, I like that too. Um, Don Drysdale and Claude Osteen.
0: Um, uh, Claude Osteen only had 9. Don Drysdale had 11.
1: Wait, but the cutoff's 8.
0: Oh, I lied. Yep, you're good. Sorry. Yeah. forgot we were going that deep. Uh, you're good.
1: Um, I had okay, 10 in my so head. I apologize. Here's the other thing. So, the Dodgers first year, so Koufax only pitched nine years with LA. So, and but he, I know he was hurt sixty-four, but he still pitched enough. So I'm going to go with Koufax.
0: Um, nope.
1: You're a liar. Um, <laughs> Wait, yes. I'm, sorry.
0: Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm my bad. He is on there. You're right. I apologize. All right. With, um, with nine. I, okay, my my so, eyes are still looking for double digits because I had ten in my head as a trivia question. So
1: right, okay, so then we go thinking to a certain pitcher who. Oh well, okay, so uh, Fernando Valenzuela for one. Yep, um, ten. Uh, and then we got what eighty five to eighty nine, and then you're back in. 91, 92 94. so Oral Hershiser. <laughs> I
0: was about to say when you're lifting yours off, I'm like, go with your gut. Uh, Oral of ten,
1: yeah, it was ten. Okay, I the the shoulder surgery, the early start, like eighty four. I wasn't sure what he got, but yeah. Um, so I need what four?
0: Uh, you need one, two, three, I, think, right? th- I have four by my no three. You're right. You're right.
1: Um, and the, and only said he said only one is in the Jacob era. And
0: and yeah, well, no. and I would call it ish, but I know who he's talking about.
1: Oh, um, so, Ram- uh, Not, <laughs> yeah, Ramon Martinez. Yeah, I was gonna say yes. So I was myself. like, don't,
0: don't stop yourself. Uh, yep, Ramon <laughs> with eight. <laughs> I,
1: I talked myself in, like, no, it's Pedro. No, wait, no. <laughs> um, I, I thought in my head, I said Pedro. That that's where my head was at there. Um, okay, so the other thing now, I'm trying to think. Uh, let's go with Bob Welch
0: with eight. One name to go. You're doing great, yeah. man.
1: Um, okay, so... Oh, man, this is tough. If you um, need, I'll
0: give you years, but I'll wait for you to ask for it.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't want it yet. Um, oof. So... I'm trying So, like... Hmm. Tommy John was not around for eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, oh! Um... Bert Hooten.
0: There you go. Well done. You right. nailed that.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: There's another pitching category that Kershaw leads Sutton wild pitches. Cur- uh, Kershaw currently has 95 wild pitches, which tops the uh, LA Dodger pitching list. Sutton is third with 86 wild pitches. Can Eric name the five other pitchers with 64 <laughs> or more wild pitches as a Dodger?
1: God. Um,. Okay, let let's go with Don Drysdale since he had a billion starts.
0: Uh, uh, he's uh, six on this list with seventy six. All
1: right. Um, okay. Um, let's say I, I'm just going to start going down the the starts. like, um, so Claude Osteen. Uh,
0: no, only with forty two.
1: Hmm. Fernando.
0: Fernando, just below Clayton with 94.
1: Wow. Um, and then, I don't... It didn't strike me that Oral was a wild pitch guy, but since he pitched for long enough... Oh, let's go Oral.
0: With 78.
1: Um, let's go... Let's go Sandy Koufax. What the hell? With 79. Nice. I, I assume, like... What I, I have no idea if this is true or not. What if like uh, he he padded his strikeout totals by getting a bunch of wild pitches and <laughs> the guy went to first. Um, um. So what do I need? Like you need two one more, three one
0: more? just one. and oh. is not a name we've said so far, and it is firmly in the uh, Jacob Birch era.
1: <laughs> okay. Um,
0: one might say my favorite player.
1: Uh, See if you oh. can remember. <laughs> no, I, I just, you're going to be mad at me because I can't. But um, is I it, am. It's it's not Chad Billingsley, is no, it? No, that's your favorite player. Yeah, I was for a little bit. Now, um, <laughs> so your favorite player? I mean, it's um, probably Clayton Kershaw. At this oh point, Hideo Nomo. There you go, Hideo Nomo. Yeah, the, my, my yeah.
0: childhood favorite player.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was so good.
0: So good. Love that pitching
1: windup. Ah, oh,
0: anyways, yeah. finally. Sutton leads all LA Dodger pitchers with 1,423 plate appearances. Among those times at bat, Sutton had 15 doubles. There are, oh, this, this is going to be fun. There are six other LA Dodger pitchers with 16 or more doubles. Uh, the leader had 26. Uh, can Eric name so these stand up um, pitchers? Uh, Kershaw is not one of those pitchers. He had eleven doubles, has so far eleven doubles in his career.
1: How does Craig know they didn't slide in the second? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so uh, let's go. Let's start off with Drysdale. Uh,
0: with twenty-five.
1: Uh, Fernando,
0: with twenty-one.
1: Um. It didn't count his game two double in the World Series, but I'm gonna guess Oral Hershiser.
0: Uh with twenty six.
1: <sighs> okay, um, so three more. Um, so nine years thing. Um, I don't. I have no. I have no idea what kind of hitter he was, but let's just say Claude Osteen for longevity with twenty two. Um. Hmm. This is difficult. You were um, you were
0: missing uh there's two names left both have 16 on the dot. Uh
1: okay. So uh Bob Welch.
0: Nope.
1: Bob Welch. Okay. Now um let's say man. I for some reason I I can't picture like a good hitter, a uh, good hitting pitcher. Um, oof. Um, yeah, I, I'm i kind of tapped out on this one. I don't know. Where do you want to uh, get in years? I don't know.
0: Uh, 75
1: to 84. Oh, Bert Hooten?
0: Yep, with 16. Oh, yeah. I already mentioned that. And then 73 to 79. Oh,
1: 73 to 79. Um.
0: Craig has a hint for. Oh, oh god!
1: Wait, seventy three. No, because he was a reliever. Um, nope, that's not right. Um,
0: the hint oh. is one is known for his part off the field in MLB history.
1: What? <laughs> okay, I yeah, I'm out. I don't know. Andy Messersmith. It is okay so that's yeah in my head i was thinking it was all those years but he came back because he, he went to the braves but in in between there, but. uh
0: right. yeah uh, just a, a one quick note um not on top 16 but uh zach grinky with 11 and only 185 at bats that's pretty Damn. pretty sweet yeah, that's pretty good uh, also darren dreifert with 10 and 237
1: good 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 the for them good
0: hit Starting Friday, the Dodgers begin a stretch of 31 games in 31 days with one off day and one scheduled doubleheader. For the contest, name how many different Dodgers will pitch Ugh. in these games. And for the tiebreaker, how many of those are not currently on the 40-man roster? As Jesus. an additional tiebreaker, uh. name the player with the most hits as a designated hitter.
1: Okay, so we got number of pitchers. And then we have <laughs> how many of those are not on Forty Man? Yeah,
0: sorry. I thought I, I thought both those first questions were how many uh would start. I was
1: like, this is we can do this. Right. We can
0: figure this out. Oh, just pitch. Oh no. <laughs> most
1: hits as DH. Okay. Um, do you want to go first or should I? Um, number of pitchers.
0: I'm gonna go with. I don't even know how to like again guessing this um right
1: uh,
0: not 18
1: okay so you you say 18 i'm i'm not even going to go i'm not even going to prices right you on this okay uh well i guess it's not technically prices right but uh i'm going to actually say 23 oh wow okay Uh, yeah um so how so they get to call up an extra player uh, for the double header day, um, but it still has to be someone. They have to appear, and they have to appear. That's the other thing. Exactly uh, right. Yeah. So, um, how, So I, I guess, I guess I can't really figure out exactly who this would be. Um, okay. So
0: this will be a fun one. The track, okay, like so over the next here, few weeks. Weird, uh,
1: just as a point of order. Um, David Price and Mitch White currently um, don't count against the forty-man roster, but I would argue they are on the forty-man roster. I, I would agree. On the, on, so that we're not counting them um, as off forty-man people. I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say one off forty-man zero.
0: I mean, good yeah. to go with my eight, my lower count. <laughs>
1: yeah, you Price is right at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, reversed uh, though, right? Okay, That's like how many bad hits is, How many hits is the H? I I will let's I'm going to I think I'll let you go first. Okay, I'm going to I'm just going to say Justin Turner yep. and I'll I'll tell you that I
0: assumed was there. the default answer. Um just I will guess Just because
1: he started the most so far there. Yeah. Um not uh, that I don't think anyone he hasn't really done much offensively.
0: Yeah, I will guess um <laughs> kind of in the same vein Max Muncy. Uh, it's still yeah. one of the one of these guys got to figure it out, right?
1: So we're through 22 games. Um, Turner has started 10 games a designated hitter and Muncie six. Uh, and then it's Edwin Rios five, Chris Taylor one. Um, Rios has only started at D.A. so far in his starts. So they I mean, they really haven't used the bench a ton. Um, but like both Turner and Muncie have been struggling uh, like Turner more so because like Muncie's had a few like. Um, near home runs, I think Turner also had one of those, but otherwise hasn't really done much. Um, but yeah, they didn't—they didn't start someone on a DH on back-to-back games until like uh, uh, Saturday, Sunday, which was weird. Um, so wait, I'm—I'm I'm looking something up here to see, like they're—they're they're, the DHs right now on the Dodgers, five seventy OPS, worst position <laughs> on the team. Um, so. And okay so Turner does have the most hits at 7 but he's 7 for 37 that's 189 Muncy's 2 for 20 at the H Rios is 5 for 20 uh Muncy and Rios have the two home runs uh, Turner has two doubles so yeah it's it's been a rough go but yeah uh, you know you never know but um yeah so I th- I think I think we're in a good spot there with that
0: Entering Tuesday night's game the Dodgers average one home run per game and had a collective 384 slugging percentage the last name, um, the last time they were in that uh, range was from 2010 to 2013, when they had a slugging percentages of 379, 374, 375, and 396. Do you think this is a combination of whatever MLB has done with the baseball? Yes, and teams using multiple levers at the start of the season.
1: I mean, yeah, like yeah, so. Um, we're recording this again, May third. Um, the first part of the season, they had 28. Uh, 28-man rosters instead of 26 through Sunday um, with an unlimited amount of pitchers. So the Dodgers were carrying 16 pitchers for about 75% of their games and then 15 for the others. Now there is a limit. It's back to 26 players and a limit of 14 pitchers on May 30th. That goes down to the Uh, The normal rules of 13-pitcher limit, um, which is weird because that was a rule that was enacted before the 2020 season, but then was relaxed for two straight years because of COVID protocols. So uh, it's like this rule that's like a long time coming that was enacted so long ago, but uh, hasn't been like official yet until uh, a few weeks from now. But yeah, so it it is like you're still at this point where they have enough pitchers so you could still tell everyone to go. All out, 100%, balls to the wall every time. There's also an option limit. You can only option guys five. So there's going to be less of a roster churn as the season goes on. In theory, you would think that would uh, require teams to save bullets um, and maybe not go as hard. So maybe it's it's a little bit easier as the season goes on. But that's those all of those factors are definitely uh, part of it for sure.
0: Watching Clinton Carlshaw pitch is one of my the one of the great all-time pleasures in my sports fandom. I think only the nineteen eighty-two Lakers playoff run when Showtime was at its peak matches that enjoyment, and that was only for a few months. Where does being a fan of the Minotaur rank in each of your sports fandom following? It's uh I'll start. It's number one for me. Just be, like when he was drafted is when I like really the firmly like I'm actually paying attention to the Major League Baseball draft following along and uh, Dodger thoughts, uh, comments. So going, getting to go from like, Ooh, kind of an exciting high school pitcher to the Minotaur, to the strikeout of Sean Casey, uh, to now a like could retire today and is a hall of famer. Uh, just really, really cool. And just what a just phenomenal person and player. Just, uh, just it, so great.
1: Yeah. So it's funny. Well, um, ESPN put out a graphic after he broke the strikeout record um, that you, they, I, you could tell they just went to baseball reference and like put zero thought into it because they mentioned the claw, which has never been his nickname, but somehow still persists as a faux nickname for him. But, um, yeah, Kershaw, you, you have like just about everything, combination of everything, like greatness on the mound, a person you could root for off the mound. Um, also the um you know I I followed this band before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. Like we were in on the ground oh, yeah. floor, right? Like so that 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 definitely counts for like it, it adds to it. For me, um I think Kershaw is a um uh, he's number two, but and like very clearly number two, like in terms of he's very clearly that high, but it, it's hard for me to like have anyone top, uh, magic Johnson. Sure. Cause I, I grew up, so I didn't start watching the Lakers till like the 86, 87 season. Cause I was, um, I was 10 about to turn 11 and I just didn't, I didn't really know much about basketball and I didn't really start following it till that year, but just hooked from the start. And, uh, and I really, so I really only caught the last like five years of his career. Um, but um, man, it was it was great, and um, so it, it was. It's, it's going to be hard. He's the most exciting player I've ever seen. So like, it's it's always going to be hard to top that era for me. But yeah, Kershaw is as he's as good as anyone I've ever seen ever. So like, yeah, for sure.
0: There's a place in Eagle Rock called the Oinkster. I've been that makes a burger Excuse. with pastrami piled on top of a meat patty, besides bacon. Any other proteins that you might have on a burger? Maybe some carne asada or some crispy prosciutto.
1: Oh man, I, I can't imagine having carne asada <laughs> on a burger. That's like overkill. Um, I've had uh, pastrami burger uh, at numerous places: the Hat, um, Tops in Pasadena, um, also at the Oyster. Um, that's like that's pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, it's it's really hard um, to yeah carne asada I can't do it I prosciutto seems too fancy for a burger to me I don't know I, um, I
0: typically this is not like it's uh, not a thing where I'm like ah like that's not that appealing to me so I almost uh, when I read this question I was like oh this is just other than bacon there's no like that's right. just not a thing I would do. But then I remembered, and I'm I'm texting you a picture of this. Uh, I had a sort of retreat in near near Omaha. Uh, it was in yeah. Neola, I, Iowa, I think, because it's right on the border of Iowa and uh, Nebraska. Uh, and went to the Bucksnort restaurant where they have oh, the God. Swamp Donkey Burger. Uh, which one of the great, like for a while, anytime I had a cheat meal, like where I was off diet, I just called it my swamp donkey, uh, meal, uh, because it's a burger with brisket, American cheese, and three huge onion rings, uh, on it. Uh, and the, I remember the brisket and burger actually worked really well together. That brisket
1: looks amazing. You sent me a picture of it and yeah, that's,
0: So I'm I, gonna,
1: I might include. I have to include that in the show notes because it's too good of a picture. <laughs> to, not the to shit. Oof. I, I have to ask uh, the the three onion rings. My my big deal with like the the showcase burgers that are always like you know three stories high. Yeah, you can't really eat them. Like, but so was that easy to like tamp down? Exactly. Because yep. Yeah. It was yeah. not.
0: It was, and that was one thing I actually remember it being impressed by. Is it? Yes, it was uh, sort of an indulgent burger, but it was yeah. not. It didn't. It was right at the limit. Like, I, I ate the whole burger, but like, I you could, didn't need, could not like, have had you didn't need a knife, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh... no,
1: that's that's awesome. Yeah, pastrami is like, I mean, bacon is the gold standard, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's the easiest and it makes it like for an actual burger. And it's, if you it's an go, accent, not
0: a it does it's right. not competing.
1: Yeah, pastrami burger is like your you've made a choice <laughs> like it, it's uh yeah it's it's but it, it's 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 like you say i think indulgent is the right word because it's it's a lot it it is it, it has consequences <laughs> so yeah that's that's where you're at but yeah oh, damn it craig you always come through and when jacob sends me a picture now i'm really really hungry so all right well that's that's our podcast um We'll get back on a little more um, regular schedule yeah, here soon. there's no so. more,
0: uh, family emergencies for me to deal yeah. with, and we'll be Fingers back crossed. on a, a weekly weekly basis.
1: Yeah, well, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon.